Hello, everybody, and welcome to Juge Health. I am your podcast host, Juju Roberts, and I am so excited you are here. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things ranging from health, fitness, relationships, and how to never stop shining your light. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Juge Health. Today, I have a very, very special guest, and her name is Allie. This is actually my first ever in-person podcast interview, so I am nervous but excited. Luckily, me and Allie have known each other since we were juniors in high school. Um, We met back a long time ago when we were at a UCLA dance camp back when we wanted to go to UCLA. Obviously we both didn't end up there, but it's fine. Um, Coincidentally, Allie and I are both living in the same area of LA and I'm so happy to just have a dear and good friend here. Um, Allie has an Instagram called Allie Eats and has grown so much since she first began. Allie posts the most amazing recipes she creates, Matt Pilates workouts, and mental health advice and tips. I'm so excited to have Allie here on the podcast. Today is going to be all about starting new chapters in life, especially after college, because we're both living that right now, and about her Instagram, Allie Eats. So Allie, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. Like Juju said, we have known each other for a very long time and kind of a lot of random connections have brought us back together which is so fun it's been really fun to watch both of us grow but I just graduated from Chapman University in Orange County a few months ago and just recently moved to the Santa Monica area in LA and I am just starting this new chapter here and I'm share a lot about that on my Instagram which is Allie's Eats and like Juju said she really just gave it all what I'm up to but yeah that's a little bit about me. I feel like this is just so crazy that we're both in the same place now and obviously we we stayed connected throughout Mm -hmm. the five years since we met each other but we weren't we didn't really hang out because I was in Oregon yeah and you were back where I live yeah in Orange County Mm -hmm. um so this is just, it's still so crazy to me. I, I can't know. wrap my head around it. I know. It's, should we tell them the story of like how we reconnected? Yeah, you should. Okay, okay. <laughs> so basically, like you just said, we met, I guess, is that five or six years ago now? Oh my God, I feel old. I think it might be six years ago. Six? But yeah, when we were juniors in high school at this dance camp in UCLA, and we were there for two weeks and we literally became like best friends. We hung out yeah. the entire time with one of our other friends. And then obviously follow each other on Instagram and stay connected through social media after that over the next five years and then randomly about two one year ago a year ago yeah about a year ago one of my really good friends and also my boyfriend's roommate started interning at a company that Juju was also interning at and they became really good friends and they both now work there full-time and Juju and I both ended up moving to Santa Monica. We live only six blocks away from each Literally other now. Literally so close. <laughs> so close. And so we reconnected and it's just been really fun to kind of pick up like right where we left off and see how both of us have grown and how we both met when we were really interested in dance. But now we're both really interested in health and wellness and how that kind of happened. And it just feels like, it feels like we just started right where we left off and it feels like yeah. a friendship, like just never kind of like left. And the, I think those are the best types of friendships because mm-hmm. 
normally if I haven't seen a friend in so long, I get kind of nervous because I'm thinking to myself, I don't know mm-hmm. if we still have that connection, but you and I literally, yes, right. You said it perfectly. We left right where or we picked off. Yeah. Picked up where we left off. Yeah. I can't speak. <laughs> you guys, it's been a long same day, thing, same thing, but no, it's just so exciting. And it's really just nice to know that I have a really great friend out here. Oh, so love you too. <laughs> so excited. Um, okay. Well, going off the topic of new chapters and whatnot, how has it been for you moving to LA? Yeah. So I think it has been half very, very exciting time. I think post-grad is a super exciting time in your life. And I was super excited and very excited to move to LA because I was in Orange County, new space. And I came here with my boyfriend lives nearby and I came with some friends. So I I definitely had a support system in place, which was awesome. But I think also a lot of people don't talk about that with all of these exciting, like, exciting happenings post-grad or just big changes in your life also comes with a lot of kind of anxiety and a lot of kind of the unknown and uncomfortableness that comes with change so I think it's been kind of half and half of like super exciting but also super scary and trying to kind of let both of those emotions like live simultaneously and not try to push either of them away and just kind of let things happen as they will but it has definitely been an interesting and exciting and scary last two months since I graduated. Yeah it's so funny that you say that because I just released a podcast about new beginnings and navigating that and people don't talk about how hard it is with change Mm -hmm. and moving to a new city state whatever it may be because I feel like at least for me with college you're put in a bubble Mm -hmm. and you just have it's easier to make friends Mm -hmm. it's easier to be a part of something but now that we're new adults in a city where you're just in a mix with everyone it's really intimidating especially mm-hmm. LA yeah LA is scary it's scary and people are kind of scared like it's not as easy to make friends like you said in college you kind of have built-in ways to meet friends yeah versus once you move post-grad you kind of have the people who you knew from college and then it's definitely a journey to try to meet new friends you really have to put yourself out there yeah and I think that's such a great thing to talk about putting yourself out there. Is that something scary for you to do? Yes, I would say I am an outgoing person, but I'm also introverted by nature. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it doesn't it's it does scare me to put myself out there, but at the same time, I'm also a very like I like to plan things, I like to think things over my head and I know like in my brain like I have to do this. I have to put myself out there in order to make friends and yep. in order to make friends I'm, it's going to make me happier, all of these things. It's like, I know what I need to do. So I think it is really scary, but just doing it and then realizing like, oh, this wasn't as bad. Like, I feel like even like we hadn't seen each other in so long. And then you invited me to come hang out. And I was like, super excited, but also like a little bit nervous. Cause like I had, yeah. like you said, I hadn't seen you. Like, I didn't know where we were going to pick off, pick up. Um, and it was then, new people. Yeah. My coworkers was, were yes, there. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, you who I knew but hadn't seen in a long time and then three or four other people who I'd never met and I remember like calling my mom I was like she's like what are you gonna do tonight I was like not sure like Juju invited me to go out with her and a few of her friends but like I don't know if I'm up for a blah blah blah. and she's like well why don't you go like obviously go like you've been calling me saying how you want to meet more people yeah all of this I'm like okay you're so right mom so that's also my tip is calling my mom anytime I have an issue because she always knows yes always knows what I need I was in the same situation (laughs) as you because 
but obviously you have a boyfriend, so you're not dating in LA. You guys also dating in LA is so She's hard. <laughs> that's, that's a podcast episode. Yeah, that's another. A, I'm gonna write that should. down for another that's a solo time. pod. Oh my god, I might need some support for that. I can be your wing, your wing. Yeah, no, I need you. But basically, I called my mom and I was like, "Mom, like I'm going out on this date, but I really just like don't want to go." And she goes you're never going to meet anyone if you hide in your room. Yeah. She goes, you're being so stupid. Just get out there and do it. And that's the same thing with friends. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Relationships in general. Yeah. You have to like, it's the same thing to meet friends. It's like dating when you're meeting just like friends or whatever too. And I think it's important to know that it's okay if you say, if you put yourself out there and you go meet a new friend, Mm -hmm. it's okay that you don't have a connection. Then you just move on to the next. Mm -hmm. You don't need to go in thinking, I'm going to be best friends with this person. Yeah, person you go to lunch with, no. Like, obviously, that's what everyone wants, Mm -hmm. but it's just realistically not going to happen. No, exactly. Yeah, but I think, yes, definitely key key thought is that moms moms are the most helpful with telling you what you need to hear and not sugarcoating it. Exactly. But yeah, she was just like, why don't you go? Like, why why wouldn't you go? You don't have anything else going on. So it's like, okay, you're so right. So I went, obviously, it was so easy. I feel like, like I said, we picked up right where we left off. All of your friends were amazing too yes, and so it was sweet. just so fun I think that also made me realize like okay I was scared and literally for what there was like not a second the whole time <laughs> I was there that I was like oh I wish I was like you know what I mean I was excited to be there the whole time and yeah being so much fun so I was like I think that those kind of things to remind you that just when you make yourself go out of your comfort zone even if you don't want to you make yourself do it and nine times out of ten you're thankful that you did exactly you never Usually if you're scared, nervous, or hesitant about something, it always ends up being the best time, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Nine times out of 10. But um, uh, yeah, no, LA, navigating LA has been a lot. And obviously, like you said, it's exciting mm-hmm. and whatnot. But on the days that, have you ever had a bad day here yet? Yes. I think. What does that look like for you? A lot, especially I think at the beginning, I'm definitely a very like sensitive human being. Yeah, nothing and, wrong with that. Yes, no, I embrace it. I embrace all the all the crying that comes with that. But um, I think it just felt like when I first moved post-grad, probably the first three weeks that I was here, it was a big adjustment. And I definitely had some bad days. Um, I think also I'm still looking for a job. So I have so much free time right now, which makes a lot of open time to just overthink and kind of focus on the negatives or focus on the scary parts that are coming with change. And so I definitely have had some days where I wake up, I'm stressed. I'm, I also definitely feel lonely here. I think it's just in college, you're being surrounded by people all the time. I lived with three other girls. Now I only live with one before my boyfriend was down the street. Now he's 20 minutes away. And it's like a lot of little things. I mean, I have so much to be thankful for, but it definitely feels lonely, especially having that much free time and not a lot of people to spend it with. So I definitely called my mom many times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely a crier. I would say, especially when I'm overwhelmed or just stressed about things. So but I would say like every time I would just call my mom, she's usually my person that I call when I, when I need something or when I need just a little pep talk or just someone to vent to. So there was definitely a good handful of times that I called my mom in tears, but it just kind of also reminded me that I had the same thing when I first went to college, the exact same thing. I call my mom crying for the first few weeks. I like, did it too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just part of life. And it's part of these big changes that you go through is that 
that's just part of it. You're going to be sad. You're going to be scared. It's really scary to go through big changes, especially when we're older now and we're doing it kind of alone. Yeah. And, but I knew it was really helpful for me to kind of look back on college and that experience that I had when I first moved to college, when I was calling my mom crying, kind of in this same kind of experience that I was having now and look back and think, that happened. And then now I look back and that feels like forever ago. And it was a few weeks. And then I was happy. I had the best college experience. I made so many friends. I have so many amazing memories and I was sad to leave. And so I just kind of was reminding myself, this is temporary. Let myself feel the feels like just give myself some extra self-care right now. Like let myself be sad about it. Make sure I'm talking about it with people. Don't, you know, bottle it up. But I also knew like this will pass because it did before yeah. it will again these changes are going to keep coming there's going to be 10 more times in my life where I'm feeling this way and it's always going to pass and I'm going to come out on the other side of it and feel good about it so I think it was just really reminding myself kind of that and having people to count on who I could call and vent to because I think bottling it up just makes it worse for sure yeah and you said some really good tips about how to deal with having those bad days, like mm-hmm. obviously calling our moms, mm-hmm. not being afraid to cry or let those emotions mm-hmm. out. What are some other things that you would recommend for people to do when they're just not having yeah. it or feeling stuck? I think also something that recently I've gone into is writing things when I'm not feeling my best. Like do you, like journaling? Yeah. And like, just kind of like free writing when I'm not feeling my, like when I was feeling very sad on night I was like you know what like I just got off the phone my mom was like I'm just gonna write so I just like got on my computer just started kind of typing how I was feeling like kind of talking about what I was saying how I know this happened before I know I'm gonna come out of it on the other side and think like wow like I did that again like I'm proud of myself and so I just kind of wrote it and it made me feel so much better to just kind of actually put my thoughts and feelings into words yeah And I ended up doing like a whole post about it on my Instagram. And I think it's just super important for more people to talk about how they're feeling when they're going through things too, because I think it's so common for us, just everyone in general to talk about the hard times they went through that were in the past. And they talk about it once they're on the other side of it. But then it's a lot more helpful for me personally to hear about someone who's going through the same thing as me in real time when I'm going through it as well, rather than hearing about how someone had this like, you know, this big time in their life that they were struggling, but now they're on the other side of it. It's like just a little bit more, I think, relatable and easier to kind of understand where someone's coming from and then relate it to your own feelings and not feel alone when people talk about it when you're in it. So I think that's also kind of what I realized is like, I want to share this post and talk about this because no one talked about this when I was like a freshman in college, when I was literally crying in my dorm room, calling my mom. Yeah. And I know that my friends who were all at different schools, I know they were going to the same thing, but no one one was posting about it. Everyone was posting their pictures, you know, joining their sororities and going to parties. And so was I, I wasn't talking about it. And so I think that's something too, that I've really loved with having the platform and starting my Instagram is having a place to share, you know, the good, but also the not so good and showing that it's normal that everyone goes through this because it's just hard when everyone just is just showing, you know, the highlights and not the other stuff because everyone goes through it. Exactly. And I think this is such a great pivot to start talking about your Instagram. And that's also something that I love about your account is because you're so yourself. And I, I don't think, I think it was you we were having this conversation with, but it's like, sometimes you meet someone who you've, they're kind of an quote unquote influencer mm-hmm. and you meet them and you're like, you're a completely different person than mm-hmm. you are from 
your account. Mm -hmm. I don't understand, but you are, you literally embody everything that Ali eats is. (laughs) And it's so nice to be able to, obviously I got lucky that I'm able to relate with you about the same situation, moving to LA, Mm -hmm. being scared. And that's something that I try to do with my account too, is like, Mm -hmm. I don't want people to think I'm okay 100% of the time because realistically I'm a fucking hot mess <laughs> you know what I mean same, same. and I this isn't to judge anyone at all mm-hmm. but especially being in LA a lot of people like to put on a facade mm-hmm. like I'm out here partying partying at these luxurious clubs mm-hmm. things are great I'm doing fine like and I look at those I'm like do you have a job are you are you eating like are you okay like I don't believe it Mm -hmm. you know so if I can be that one person on Instagram for someone's feed who can give them a little realness Mm -hmm. that's what I want and I feel like you're like that as well yeah I think that's a like like you said I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to start my Instagram and I think because I also see when I see other people doing that who I follow it makes me feel connected to them it makes me more invested in their in their life and their well-being like I want to know what's going on in their life when I feel connected to them because they're showing not just the highlight reel but they're showing you know the other parts of their lives that aren't so glamorous and I think that's super important especially I think Instagram's making that shift now yeah like five years ago the only people who had lots of followers were people who were showing you know perfect 100% of the time and now that's really shifting and people are talking more openly about like hard topics which I think is awesome and it makes me kind of see hope for Instagram evolving even more so into it is a healthier and more um, just open platform rather than just it being kind of this like high and mighty trying to be better than one another. And I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but there'll be sometimes that I'll post something that isn't necessarily positive. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say I'm having a bad day or I had a bad run or just my mental isn't right. And I do these posts because I want people to know that I am not just trying to put on a face. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm a real human and I go through these things, but I feel like a lot of people think that means that's a cry for help, Mm -hmm. but it's not like that at all. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel that way? You're like, I don't want people to think I'm trying to have a pity party. Mm -hmm. I I think that is hard. It is a struggle because it goes both ways. It's like, you never want to seem like you're bragging about the good stuff. And you also don't want to seem like you're looking for yeah looking for pity or looking for sympathy from people and so I think it's just a hard balance between like trying to not think about what others are going to think about something like you said I feel like both of us really focus on just trying to be real and really true to ourselves and who we are as people and show that through Instagram and so I think for me on that journey a big part of that is stopping from caring so much about what I think people are going to think about it and just being true to myself and what I want to share because it's so easy to get caught up in what people are going to comment or what DM I'm going to get or like you know what I mean it's just easy to to think about stuff like that before you even post something where I'm just trying to be more thoughtful about only posting things that like I just am excited about sharing no matter what the response I would get is. Exactly. And I think that's so important with social media at the end of the day, as long as you're happy with that Mm -hmm. post, that story, whatever you had done, Mm -hmm. as long as you're okay with it, it truly doesn't matter what other people are going to think, but obviously that's a lot easier said than done because of Of course course. we get in our heads. Yeah, of course. Um, And on that note, can you explain to Juge Health 
followers a little bit about what Allie Eats is and everything yes. that she embodies. Yes. Because <laughs> I just want everyone to know about your Instagram <laughs> because I love it. And I've also made so many of your recipes oh, and they're so you. good. Oh my gosh. Just everything. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I started Allie's Eats about a little bit over a year, maybe a year and a half ago, a little bit before um, COVID. quarantine yeah, started. And I originally started it just as kind of a place to really just solely share recipes. I really got into cooking at that time. I definitely struggled a little bit my freshman and sophomore year of college with um, no, like not, not an eating disorder, but just some like disordered eating habits. I was definitely um, like you micromanaging. Yeah. I gained some weight freshman year, which I think everyone does, which is totally fine. And I think especially in college, weight fluctuations are so normal, but I had never dealt with that before. And it was like, just so stressful to me. And so I decided that I needed to lose the weight. And so I just started eating like so clean and counting my calories and trying to work out more, all of these things um, that just weren't good for my mental health most mostly and not good for my physical health either, but especially for my mental health. And so thankfully I just kind of realized on my own that that wasn't good for me and that it wasn't helping me. And it, yeah. I didn't let it get any farther than that, which I was really lucky that it didn't. And so kind of when I started pivoting away from that, I really started loving cooking mm-hmm. and kind of getting into cooking was kind of my, my safe place or like my escape to find a way to still care about the food that I was putting in my body, but yeah. in a healthy way, like a healthy outlet. My mom, who is the best, she also has an Instagram. It's really Teresa. She's so. an, she looks like she's an amazing cook. <laughs> she's an, she right? taught me everything I know. So is that where you got your inspiration yes. for cooking? That's yes. so sweet. She is the best cook ever. She's been cooking amazing things in the kitchen since I was so young. And so I've always watched her cook and always would be her little sous chef when I was younger, but it wasn't until, yeah, my junior year of college that I really started getting into cooking, creating my own recipes. And so that's how Allie's Eats started, was just really sharing healthy and fun recipes that fueled fueled my body and also just made me happy and that tasted good. And so it really started with just that. And then it kind of evolved into me wanting to share more about kind of my health and wellness journey. And I started sharing more um, about skincare and beauty. And then I started sharing more about mental health. I deal a lot with anxiety since I was really young, as long as I can remember in third grade, like I've always dealt with a lot of anxiety. And so that was something else that was part of my wellness journey that I wanted to share kind of my tips and tricks and just share, like I said, when I'm going through it, like to show that that's a part of me too. Um, so I started sharing more about that. And then like, I've been a dancer my whole life, just yeah. as, just as you, how we met and everything. And I, when I decided that I didn't want to necessarily pursue that as a career path anymore, I knew that I still wanted daily movement to be a part of my journey throughout life. And it's so, all, you know, yeah, it's, exactly. all we know. <laughs> it's all I've done for my entire yeah. life. And so I ended up during COVID during quarantine, I used that ample free time that I had to um, get my Pilates certification for Matt Pilates. Yeah, so I'm also a double certified Matt Pilates instructor. And I did that, um, one of those before COVID and the second one during COVID. And I also started just recently over the last maybe five or six months sharing Matt Pilates workout videos. So that has been something that I'm really excited about right now. And I think is going to be um, becoming even more part of my Instagram. And I just actually 
just this week yeah just this week I started op- uploading the videos to YouTube too. I saw that yeah. I'm so excited for you <laughs> so yeah so it's just fun I think it's really fun to just see how it's evolved how it started from just recipes and also seeing how my recipes have evolved because they definitely, <laughs> they definitely gotten better they definitely gotten better the quality of photos yes too. yes no more no more pictures over the grass every day um <laughs> but yeah it's just been really fun because I think I can go back and see how I've changed and how I've evolved and grown throughout the time that I've had my Instagram and I've watched my Instagram grow and evolve with it so I think it's just really fun that I get to kind of share all these different facets of me and how they kind of meld together into my health and wellness focused life that's just and I just really try to focus on balance too like finding the balance between things that make me feel my best but also make my heart happy yeah like I'm definitely not an all or nothing mentality I definitely love to eat healthy and feel myself but I also love to eat things that make me feel happy and enjoy yummy food and I like I still like going out in LA with you yeah oh my god still yeah exactly so I think it's just fun to kind of also show that side of things with it doesn't have to be an all or nothing you don't have to be eating fast food and partying every day or only eating salads like there's a middle ground yes it's it's really happy here (laughs) and I think this is such a great also thing to talk about that was not English you guys understood what that meant (laughs) I think this is a great topic to talk about is how to find that middle ground how do you personally find that balance Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard because I honestly don't have the best answer because I think something that I've noticed and that I know I experienced myself and I've seen a lot of others experience is a lot of times it starts with people being really on one side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and then finding the balance. And so I know for me, like I said, it started with me kind of obsessing over trying to count calories and work out all the time. And then it was kind of, you know, work. I took work inside myself to kind of figure out a balance where I could live intuitively and not be thinking about what I'm going to eat or making sure I'm working out every second, all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's been probably, I would say the last about five, six months ago is when I found finally got to a place where I felt like I could fully live intuitively. I could go and eat what I wanted because I wanted that with not like no matter what the ingredients were, or I could, you know, decide I wasn't going to work out that day because I knew I wasn't feeling my best versus waking up and knowing I'm in the mood for a high intensity workout. So I feel like I've finally gotten to that place where I'm really able to just find that balance and listen to my body yeah. and do what makes me feel good in that moment. But I think it's hard. It takes work. And like I said, I think a lot of people start on, you know, one extreme or the other before finding that balance. Um, But I think it's hard, but I think it just also takes a lot of self-work and kind of being able to listen to your body and mind starts with being comfortable with yourself and making time for yourself, spending time alone with yourself. Being true Mm -hmm. to who you are, not trying to be somebody else. Exactly. And I think that having all these little mini journeys that I've had through college and now. And I feel like every time that I go through one of these big changes, it teaches me something else about myself because I'm spending more time by myself with myself. And that always helps me in the next step of just living my most balanced, my most true life focused on, like you said, what makes me happy, what's doing the best things for me and not trying to focus on like others all the time. Yeah. And I feel as if a lot of people would say that that's selfish because sometimes mm-hmm. when I describe that to people yeah they're like well that's a little selfish and I go no no it's mm-hmm. not because 
honestly, at the end of the day, you are the only one that is going to have your back 100%. Like, even like, obviously our families and our friends, our best friends, whoever, at the end of the day, you are who you count on. Exactly, you know? your, your own best friend that you're gonna have from day one till your last yes. day on earth. Like you're your one person. And so I think it can't, people can hear that and think that it's selfish, but I think it's also, it's not like I pick me and put me first 100% of the time. You know, there's a time and place for everything. There's a time when someone else needs more, you know, attention than me. And I obviously give that to them and whatnot. Yeah. But I think it's just, we're so I feel like conditioned as humans to always people please and please others and want to do things to make others like us and make others happy but that is so exhausting yeah and um I think it's just you have to find the balance of doing things that serve you and that bring you joy and that you know lift you up and charge your own battery rather than always doing things to make others feel good or doing things to make others see you a certain way because at the end of the day if you stay true to yourself the people that mesh with you and that love you for who you are are going to stick around and the other people will just slowly wash away and that's how it should be you don't want people who only like you when you're people pleasing them or when you're doing things to make them happy you want to be able to be surrounded by people who love you when you're being your truest form of yourself and putting time and effort into you they should be happy for you that you're doing yeah and I was just going to say that something similar it's the energy that you put out into the world Mm -hmm. it's going to come back to you Mm -hmm. and friends are going to drift yeah the friends who love you for who you are are going to stay and new people will be invited Mm -hmm. into your life because they obviously are feeding off your energy and most likely are similar to you mm-hmm, you know exactly. so what's meant for you is always going to come to you I know that's cheesy but, no, but it's true it's so true so that was so beautifully said <laughs> I love that and yeah I think there's nothing selfish about loving yourself first mm-hmm. and it's not like we're saying it's the Allie and Juju show yeah, no always one else no yeah literally no one else matters no. like you can wash my hands for yeah, me like no. no that's not what we're saying yeah it's just that you have to also give yourself the love and attention that you give you give to your best friend or your boyfriend your girlfriend or your mom you have to also give that to yourself to be able to grow into who you want to be yeah and on the topic of self-love what are some ways that you show yourself that I think number one is making time for one thing that brings me specifically joy every single Mm -hmm. day so whether that's if I have 10 minutes then maybe that's just you know, sitting in this morning sun and getting sunshine and just having a minute to myself, but I have more time. Maybe it's taking a bath and doing a face mask or journaling. I love spending time in the kitchen. So if I have the time to make myself kind of like an exciting and nourishing meal, I really love that. That's a really lovely form of self-care that I enjoy, but I think it's really just making time for myself and having time to reset and recharge because I definitely recharge by being alone. Yeah. And so I, I do need, too. yeah, I need a little bit of time alone every day to be a good friend and a good girlfriend and a good daughter. And so I think just making sure that I find time every single day for me to have, have that time to reset and recharge, because I know that makes me a better person to others. And it makes myself, me treat myself better as well. What's your non-negotiable, like something, like I know you just told me your forms of self-love, mm-hmm but something that you need to do in order to be the best alley there is. 
It's okay if you have a few things. Okay, let me see. Because I know see. mine. Okay. And I'll share with you after. Okay. I want to hear yours see. first. I think these are important. Non-negotiables are. are important. I know. I think for one, a, some form of daily movement every day is really important yeah. to me. I think you can probably understand too, since we grew up dancing, like that's always been such a huge part of my life. And so I've learned now that that doesn't have to be, you know, an hour long thing, but even if it's just five minutes of stretching in the morning or a 10 minute yoga meditation before bed, I just have to do a little bit of movement every day to kind of be in touch with myself. And that makes me more at ease. And like I said, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. So I need that to put my mind at ease and to stop myself from overthinking everything. So I think a little bit of daily movement every day and then making sure that every day I talk to someone who I care about has a big impact on how I feel that day, whether that's my mom, who I talk to almost every day, or my boyfriend or a good friend. I think it's just super important for me to have time to talk to the ones that I really, people that I really, really care about because it makes me happy. It just brings me joy and yeah. it makes my day feel more whole when I'm able to share parts of my day and hear parts of someone else's day as yeah. well, especially when I'm spending a lot of time alone or just with a lot of free time like I am right now. So I would say those two are really my main things. And then I think also is just speaking more positively to myself. I think that's something that I've been working on for a long time. And it really makes such a difference when I wake up in the morning and just say like to myself, today's gonna be a great day. Or like, if something goes wrong, I just tell myself it's gonna be okay. Like just talking positively to myself. I love when you do your stories like that because (laughs) it reminds me to tell myself Mm -hmm. that as well. Like I look at your stories and you'll be in your mirror right here. (laughs) You guys can't see, but she has this really pretty long mirror and Allie will post, I'm telling myself today is going to be an amazing day. And I tell myself right away, today is going to be a, an amazing day because Ali said so and I say so and too. And it makes a difference. Like it literally does. just putting it out there. Like even when I wake up, like sometimes I wake up and I literally wake up with like a headache and I'm like so tired and I didn't sleep like, well. What is this like? I, yeah, and I'm like, what's happening? I'm unwell. <laughs> and then I'm just like randomly sometimes I'll just like, that'll just pop into my head. I'm like, today's going to be a good day. And I'll just wake up and sometimes I'll just text my boyfriend. Today's going to be a great day. And I'm like, wow, I actually feel way better now. Yes. No. So just talking to yourself positively. Mm -hmm. Affirmations are not cheesy. No, they're real. They are real because, and telling yourself those positive things right in the morning Mm -hmm. really sets the tone. Absolutely. Really sets the tone. Because if you wake up in negative mood, Mm -hmm. you're pissy, you're angry that you have to go to work, it's a spiral. It keeps going the entire day. Yep. You just snowball and it really doesn't get better. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. I want to hear your non-negotiables now. Okay. So definitely on the days I work, which is obviously Monday (laughs) through Friday, (laughs) (laughs) I work every day, you guys. I know this may seem extreme, but for me, I have to sweat. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a 20 minute quick Peloton ride, mm-hmm. or I go on my, you guys know I go on my crazy runs. Mm-hmm. I just, I need to sweat if I'm going to be working from my desk mm-hmm. from 8.30 to 5.30. Yeah. And most people would think that's crazy, but I really don't care because obviously at my job, I'm not just sitting there for the full eight hours. I'm not stagnant, mm-hmm. but I need to move. Yeah, I have a lot I of totally energy. <laughs> Yes, you are an energizer bunny. I have a lot of energy and I need to do something with it. So sweating, especially on the days I work, Mm -hmm. which is every day, well, Monday (laughs) through Friday, I have to sweat and Mm -hmm. it's just a non-negotiable. I feel like it makes me a better human. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm putting my best foot forward and 
I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't really care what others think. Yeah, what's good for you. <laughs> and then my other non-negotiable, which is just kind of a fun one. Um, I have to have coffee every day. Mm-hmm. I, it makes, I not only just love what coffee, it gives me a lot of energy, not mm-hmm. that I need it, but I just enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. It's just makes me feel happy. Yeah. It's a warm cup. I have my oat milk in there with yeah. my cinnamon, my like honey. A ritual. Yes, exactly. And I, right before my eight 30 meeting, if I have my cup of coffee, I'm sitting and I'm waiting. I just know it's going to be a great day. I so sweating that. and coffee is my non-negotiable. I love it. <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and I recommend everybody to come up with, obviously I have more non-negotiables than two. Another one is I always call my mom every day, mm-hmm. but besides those, there's some more, but I think everyone should come up with a list of three to five non-negotiables and mm-hmm. just implement them in your daily life. And just see how much better you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make time for them and see how it just sh- like shifts your perspective and shifts your day and how it can have an impact, even if it's just these tiny little things. And they make a difference. Totally. The tiny things 100%. make a difference. They add up. And going kind of off on a different topic, I know you're on the job hunt right now. Yes. What I know a lot of the Juge Health listeners are also in the same position as you. And there's nothing wrong with being on the job hunt. Like I give you so much props for moving to LA, putting yourself out there. You didn't have a job um, lined up for Mm -hmm. you, but you're out here just focusing on your brand, building up your platform, which I think is amazing. And I'm a little, I'm like kind of jealous that you have all this time to do that. Cause I like sneak in my content Mm -hmm. here and there, but What's some advice you would give to people who are in the same spot? Yeah, so I think, first of all, I applaud you all because I'm living it right now and it is definitely tough. And I think it is very stressful, especially post-grad when you see all your friends getting jobs and you go on LinkedIn to apply for jobs and you see another person saying, I'm so excited to accept my new job offer. And you're like, when is mine coming? But I think just knowing like it's gonna come, like there's literally like, there's literally no way that I'm just going to never have a, never get a job ever. No, like that's, that's, that's not like going to happen. It's literally not going to happen. It's so, not in your path. Yeah. So I just keep reminding myself, like it's going to happen. And when it does, it will be the timing that it's supposed to be. And that I'm never going to get the time back that I have right now. And like I said, it's been a little lonely. I've had so much free time, but at the same time, I've had so much free time to work on my Instagram and create Pilates videos and explore the new city I'm living in, all these amazing things that I know once I do have a full-time job, I'm going to miss having the time for. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know you wish you had a I think so. Speaking on that, there people see the two extremes. Mm -hmm. There's me who has my job and then you who's looking for a Mm -hmm. job, but there's pros and cons to both of them. And I feel like for me, people look at me and they're like, oh, you have a job, like you're making money. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm very grateful. I love my job, but I also have no time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little bit dramatic, but truly. No, you're, yeah, she came straight here from work. People. <laughs> she is on it. She's getting shit done. I don't have time to work on some of my personal stuff, no. but realistically, that's not my priority. My priority is my company mm-hmm. and building that. But for you, like, I look at you and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. She gets to work on her Instagram, building up her brand, becoming such an amazing 
like mentor and role model for all these women. And I wish I had the time to do that too. So it's like, there's pros and cons to both. Mm -hmm. In both of our situations, they're both beautiful in their own way and have their problems in their own way. Exactly. I think it's like the grass is always greener. Like literally it's so true. Like no matter what you have, you always want the opposite or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's just like being thankful for the pros, like you said, and knowing that there's just always, I mean, there's never a perfect situation. No. And And that's what people look for. And there's not, there never is. No. So you just have to know that it's like, like you said, like I'm grateful that I have this time to work on my brand and work on, work on my Instagram and all of this, but I'm not making any money. Really? You have, you're making money. You're working, (laughs) you're working at this company that you love, but you don't have time for this. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. like, Like you said, there's pros and cons to both. And I think also there's just so many different seasons in life. There's going to be chances for everything. There's going to be, yeah. I'm sure, a time in life where it's like the opposite and we're switch, switching paths yeah. and all of that. So I think it's also just knowing that like really as long as you're putting in the work to move toward a certain goal, it's going to come. I know I'm going to get a job at some point. It's yes. going to come. So will all of you who are also on the job hunt who are listening because I feel your pain. It is tough and stressful, but we're going to find something, all of us. And don't rush the process. I know some people who are listening are going to hate hearing it from me just because I'm in a job right now, but don't rush the process. Enjoy your time you have looking because Mm -hmm. I feel like I rushed it. And this isn't to say I'm not grateful for my job, but I just wish I had not rushed my free time as Mm -hmm. much, you know? So just breathe. It's going to happen. Like Ali said, it's not like you're never going to get hired and say, for example, you are just not having luck with it. Fucking build your own business. Yeah. Figure it out. Start a podcast. There's always an option. (laughs) Like there really is. You can pivot to like so many different things when something isn't going your way. Exactly. It'll all happen with time. I, I definitely am waiting, but it's going to happen. And like I said, I know once I have that I'll miss the time that I'm in right now. Yeah. So I'm just trying to be thankful and grateful and really enjoy this free time and this flexibility. Like for instance, I'm going home next weekend to see my family, which is awesome. And if I had a job that was working in person, I might not be able to do that. So I'm just trying to really live in this moment that I'm in now and utilize the free time and the flexibility that I have. And then once my next journey comes, then I will live in that one. Yep. And similar to what we said earlier, what's meant for you is always going to come to you. And it's just right now, for some reason, the world wants you to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and despite you being stressed, having anxiety, it's teaching you a lot. Exactly. And same for me. Yeah. We're working through it. And as long as my motto is, as long as I'm growing Mm -hmm. and I'm getting better each and every day, I know I'm doing the right thing. Totally. And growth literally only happens in the place of like, uncomfortableness yeah like you're never comfortable when you're going through these big changes I think that's something I've really learned especially like where we are both just moving having all of these new things happening all at once it's never comfortable like it's always an uneasy feeling and it's never easy but that's literally where the most the most growth comes is in that state of the unknown and the state of kind of uneasiness and that's when you're going to grow the most yeah and I think that's what most people are scared of Mm -hmm. because with change and growth it's an (laughs) uncomfortable uncomfortable and scary feeling that 
people know what's going to happen. But the reason why people say stagnant is because they don't want to go through that uncomfortableness. Mm -hmm. You just got to bite the bullet, do it and know that something beautiful is going to come. Yeah. You're going to come out on the other side. And until then, I just keep calling my mom crying. She talks me through it. (laughs) And like literally though, and like, I know I'm going to come out on the other side and then look in, you know, in two years, I'm going to look back on this big change the way I am now looking back at the beginning of college and be like, wow, I can't believe I went through that. And I came out on the other side and look how happy I am now. And like I said, that's going to happen. I'm sure 10 more times during life. And you just have to know, like, just keep reminding yourself, like live in this now. It's going to be okay. I'm going to come up on the other side of it. As long as I lean on the people who are there for me. Exactly. And I think that is just an amazing note to end on, but before you leave, okay. Or before I leave your house, (laughs) I'm in Allie's house right now. So before I go, what is one thing you want to leave the Juge Health listeners with? It can be anything. Your favorite recipe, your favorite quote, okay. a mantra, anything. I know that's broad. Let's see. I think just to embrace the discomfort that comes with change and know that you're not alone when you're feeling all the feels that the place that you're going through right now, no matter what it be, whether you're post-grad in the job search process, whether you're going through a breakup, whether you're, no matter what's going on, there's so many people that have been there before and who are going through that same exact thing right now. And you're not alone. You're going to come out on the other side. You're going to be even better for it. And there are so many people around you who have been through the same thing. So reach out to them and use your community to vent and talk and like, just understand that you're not alone and that we're all going through it and we're all going to be better for it. Exactly. Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining me. I love you. Love you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks you guys for listening and stay tuned for the next one. Wait, just kidding. Before I leave Allie's place, where can the Juice House listeners find you? Okay. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Allie's A-L-L-Y-S underscore eats. You guys better follow it. I'm going to check whoever (laughs) listened to this episode. I'm going to make sure you're following Allie. Yes. So Instagram is my main place. And then also on YouTube at Allie Walchirk, W-A-L-C-H-I-R-K. My hard last name say, and that's where my um, Pilates videos are. So yeah. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Thank you for joining again. Um, Juge Health listeners, I will see you guys soon. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, don't ever stop shining your light. See you guys soon. Well, listen to you guys soon. Goodbye.